You're listening to The Seduce Podcast with Cass and Kat, where we love to talk about life and experiences that inspire your higher self. Good morning, Kat. How are you on this miserable day? (laughs) I'm pretty positive. Oh, I love that. I I think it's good to be positive even when the weather is not so good. You know, sometimes that's hard to do though. I can be a bit moody when the temperature and climate outside is a bit moody. I can kind of reflect that in personality. Okay, so that's really interesting to Mm. hear that. I've never noticed it with you, Mm. but I used to in my early was I in my early 20s? I worked for a fine jewellery manufacturer, right? Mm-hmm. And I was in quality control and there was this one guy that was in production. Mm-hmm. So he was either a polisher, he wasn't a setter, or he was a jeweller making the stuff. So there were different sections of the jewellery business. Yeah. And he would come into work some days super, super happy. And he was a lovely guy, lovely man, married. And some days he would be really happy. Then on other days, he would come in so miserable. And I'm like, why is this bloke upset today? Like, has someone done something to him? And this one day, I pulled him up and I was like, oh, you know, how are you doing today? And he's like, ah, I'm terrible. It's horrible. It's raining today. Oh. His mood was significantly affected by the weather. So much so that even when he had his little baby girl and he was over the moon, he had his first child, had just been born, there was this one day where the weather was crap and I would look at the weather and I would think he's not going to walk in happy today. (laughs) He's going to be mad. Legit. So that's really funny hearing you say that because I've never really noticed it with you. But Uh, Well, I've heard the term like the sea, like think about the beach. Yes. The sea reflects the sky. Uh Uh-huh. So when it's like cloudy and moody in the sky, you'll find that the water, like the ocean, is the same. Wow. And then when it's like a clear, sunny, like, day, generally the water is also, like, crystal clear. So, yeah, it's just interesting. Like That's how, very yeah, interesting. And, you know, me being a pool. Yeah. We are heavily affected, just like the ocean is affected by the moon, so are we. Mm. And then you take into it that I'm a Cancerian. So, <laughs> so you're just I, drowning right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm literally <laughs> ruled by the moon. <laughs> yes. So, and so my sun sign and my moon sign are both in Cancer and it's like double whammy. <laughs> I just cry at the most outrageous shit sometimes. And talking about crying, so the other night we had also miserable weather. Mm -hmm. It was raining. We had the rain coming in from a west northerly direction. Okay. Right? So this one night, so I honestly, I think it has been the weather. i got to be honest. You know me. I don't really believe in anxiety. I think things are all a state of mind. Yeah. I think along the way we've got these labels on things, which don't, tend to make life any better labelling things. Oh, you've got this. You've got that. Yeah. I tend to think, okay, if you're lacking something, if you're a little bit sad, if you're this, go out and get sun, drink more water, mm. catch up with your friends, yeah. do some grounding. Do take a to mo- change your mindset. Mm-hmm. Take a moment for yourself. Mm. But the weather lately, and I don't know if it's because I now have a boyfriend, <laughs> when I've been home alone and there's been a storm, mm. you know, I'll hear because my place is over three levels, yeah. I'll hear the top roof, top door, like rattling a little bit, mm. maybe the garage door. Like the wind has been ferocious. Yes. So a couple of weeks ago I was on the couch and the rain was super, super heavy and the wind was so bad. 
what happened was I, I heard a drip inside my house. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> my mind goes to like serial killer movies. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Drip. Like someone's, someone's dead. <laughs> There's blood. Oh my gosh. But my mind, I was literally like, don't watch any horror movies when there's noises happening in the house. It's amazing that when things are still, you are still. But the wind, like, honestly, the wind was so, so bad and the rain. And anyway, so I heard this little drip and what it was, I noticed the the seal between my windows mm. isn't quite sealed so there was a drip coming onto the in, into the inside of the house oh no right so it's something that look is an easy fix i get the builders out and they just silicon like on the other side of that cuz obviously it's coming from the top floor the rain yeah. and it's getting mm-hmm. in somewhere and as you know, this house I only moved in in Feb 2021. So I was pissed. I was like, what the fuck? Mm. I was like, I shouldn't have to be dealing with this shit. So I literally ring Charlie late at night. He'd probably, I think we'd already we'd already spoken that night, so it was time for bed. And I think we had said our goodnights, but I call him up again and I was like, there's a drip in the fucking house. I was like, you're losing it about like, the leak. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I was upset. Like, yeah, I can't explain it. Maybe it was the weather, but I was just, even though it's a fixable problem, that my state of mind at that point, whether it was the anxiousness from the storms and the banging and the noises and things, other things, you know, was my workload too big that week? What was happening in my life? Mm. So I said to Charlie, you know, this is happening. Um, when should we start building our house? <laughs> like to move out of this one? <laughs> oh, my God, that's so dramatic. <laughs> it actually is dramatic. <laughs> so I was like, hey, that's, should... that's actually unlike you, though. Mm, is it, though? Because well, I tend to throw away, like, relationships when they <laughs> go my way. No, I mean the drama side of it. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen because that to me sounds like an overreaction. Would you call it an overreaction? Well, or not? Well, because you're yes, not really. Look, the typical, there's been you know. there's been certain things that I'm not going to name this builder, but if anyone wants to know not who to go with, <laughs> they can t- contact me. And unfortunately, because this was a what do you call it? It was it was signed. I signed the contract for this with the developer. Sure. So the developer sells you a dream and then midway through the build, the original builder walks off because the developer probably wasn't paying them money. And then next thing you know, you've got a substandard kind of builder come on board. Like, yeah. look, they still did a good job, but I would never, ever choose this company to build my sure. house. And um, So maybe all of this drama is coming to the forefront. When you when you see the leak, it's like PTSD yeah, on building day. <laughs> absolutely. And so, yeah, there's been just a couple of things that I've had to along the way just be like, hey, you know, with a new build, you have to kind of live in it. And the, they say that the foundation moves as you live in it and things can appear, blah, blah, blah. So what did Charlie say? So... So I said that to Charlie. I was like, you know, I just want to build and then we can choose our own builders. We can build our dream home. And he's like, babe, you are so lucky to live in the house that you live. Mm. Some people don't even have a house. And Mm. he goes, when things get tough, you you can't just throw it to the flames. And it made sense in the moment. I was like, oh, absolutely, he's right. It's very grounded. Yeah, sign. Yeah. 
yeah, so he said that to me and I was like, I still kind of went to bed going, I took a breath, but I was like, ugh, you know. And then obviously the next day I was fine. I'd recouped my thoughts. And, mm. But I think in the state of anxiousness that I was feeling with the storm and, you know, and one of my girls at work said, maybe you're just used to Charlie now that when you're alone, you've kind of noticed his absence. Mm. And look, yes, to some degree, absolutely. But I think it's when it's still, it's all fine. But last night, the wind again was ferocious. Mm. And I, not joking, I felt my insides kind of trembling a little That's bit. That's interesting. Yeah, because I'm not really scared of things, but I don't know. It's just created a bit of anxiousness because you can hear everything on my rooftop moving around in the wind. And it's pretty crazy. I love what Charlie said to you, though. In regards to just, you know, because it kind of goes back to that gratitude side of things. Like if one thing goes wrong, it doesn't need to set us off. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but in life that happens regularly and I think a lot of it has to do with whatever baggage or things you've got going on from the day and then, you know, it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. You know that saying? Yes. But what I'm more interested about, Cass, is like you had a leak in your house or you still potentially have a leak in your house if it hasn't yet Mm. been fixed. What is the symbolism there? Crying. Crying, right? Yeah. Literally crying, okay? So you felt frantic and a little bit potentially anxious about this leak. But I want to delve into that a bit more because I feel like sometimes those things can be signs, like universal signs that are meant to alert you towards something. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if I'm reading too deep in it. You tell me if I am. You're just like, no, that's not the case with this leak. But if you were already feeling anxious, maybe a little bit emotional, the weather was really crazy, like then all of a sudden this leak comes about. Like what's the leak trying to tell you? (laughs) Your face. Well, you know what's interesting that you ask that is I went to my – he does acupressure. So my okay. masseuse acupressure, he does Reiki also, not uh-huh. that he's done Reiki on me. but And so I saw him for my session. I'm booked in every month with him. Yeah. And after my session he said to me, what's been going on? And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, you're so wired. He goes, you need to take moments to actually breathe or meditate or be in the present. And he asked me one, he goes, it's not bad. And immediately I started crying. You started crying? Yes. Is this before or after the leak? This would have been after the leak, but I didn't even correlate the two, right? Okay. So I didn't even think to say I've been anxious because of the wind, you know, I didn't think of that. I just thought, oh, maybe, Mm. you know, maybe I'm just carrying my stress in my body a bit. And he goes, you know, just from me saying that, he goes, it means that your body is trying to align itself. He sent me a text, actually, let me find it Mm. because it was really nice. Like a couple of days later, I received this essentially like not a meme, but a meme from him. Okay. Like a quote or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it says, Most people think we cry because we're sad, and that can be true. But crying is connected to our nervous system and our body's natural impulse to self-regulate. So it's almost like an imbalance. If you're, I would say, me being too emotional, I know that there was obviously stuff on my mind Mm. or don't know. It might have been subconscious. Mm. So he said, you've really got to take breath. 
take time out, breathe. And then he sent me another message saying, just breathe. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Well, it's funny because you're saying that you were emotional during that period, then you had this leak, right? Mm. And we think about a leak, it's like a tear. Think of it like a teardrop. Yeah. Because it's not so gushing true. in, it's just slowly trickling in. And then mm. you go and see him. And you cry yes. over something that was quite small. Yes, you know, yes. But it, Don't tell me my leg was small. <laughs> I'll cry right now. I will cry right now. No, I just don't minimise my problems. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. Apparently research shows oxytocin and endorphins are in tears. So oh. crying is a parasympathetic attempt to bring the body Back to homeostasis, crying is your body's attempt to get out of fight or flight. That's interesting. Mm. That is very interesting. Yeah. You know, slightly off topic, but I had an example. Okay, so talking about signs that the universe gives you, right, to slow down or keep going or whatever the scenario is. Now, this was years ago. It was wintertime again. Okay, so wintertime, crappy weather. I was dealing with a good friend of mine who was having a manic episode. So suffers from bipolar Mm -hmm. and psychosis and has suffered from that for a very, very long time. Anyway, during this period of time, I was, I suppose, helping them in a way. They were starting to escalate and it ended up becoming life turn. I don't know if you've ever had to, you know, if you've been friends with someone or know someone that has a mental illness similar to bipolar, but it's, it's very up and down. And when things are good, they're good. And when things are bad, it's bad. And so it was a it was a bad time and my friend was in all sorts of trouble and getting themselves in situations where they need a lot of assistance and it was getting to that point where it's tinkering on the borderline of they may need to be hospitalized for this because they've stopped taking medication and now, you know, they've gone off the rails. Wow. So I was in a situation like that and these things last for a few weeks at a time until you can actually, well, I suppose everyone's different, but in this scenario with this particular friend, it escalates quickly, but it's still a process between escalation and getting help from the doctor. Because at that point when they're escalating, they don't actually think they need help from anyone and they think they're completely fine. Mm. So it's almost like they're going about their life in a really erratic way. And then the support system behind them, i.e. me and a few other people are just picking up the pieces, right? It's it's a rough, yeah, it's a tough sort of Yeah, look, I would imagine it's harder for them than it was for us, but it's still tricky. And obviously I've been through this before with this particular friend, so I kind of see the patterns and I know where it's heading. Mm. However, this particular time that my friend went through this episode, I didn't have my support network around me because the people that would usually help in those scenarios, they were actually overseas on a trip. Mm. So they were on holidays. So I was the only one left here, (laughs) the only sane one at the time, that was dealing with with that scenario. So it was a lot, you know, there's police involved, there's ambulances involved. Like it's a lot. It's for anyone that's ever watched a loved one or anyone close to them go through something like schizophrenia, bipolar, psychosis, drug-induced psychosis, like it's quite a scary situation. And yeah, I I feel your pain and (laughs) I know how hard it can be. Anyway, so my support network wasn't there at the time. So if you could imagine, it's been a buildup of about four weeks of this chaos and it was a Saturday night, the middle of winter, so it would have been around now, Cass, like June, July, August, that sort of time frame. And I went out to dinner with a couple of girlfriends because I was like, I need to get out of this mindset. Mm -hmm. You know when your whole world becomes, you know, you're focused on – Whatever it is, if it's a good thing or a bad thing, when you focus your time Mm. on that, you kind of become that yourself. 
Like yeah, absolutely. I, I became a little bit insane. Let's, That's why you've got to be cautious about, you know, about yeah, who you let in, what you let in, what you choose to, you know, put your energy yeah. into. So in that period of time, it was a lot of chaos. Mm. And for myself, my mind was all over the shop too. So I caught up with these friends and um, we went to a little place down at the beach, a really beautiful restaurant that I like to go to. It was freezing cold, you know, rug up, go down the beach, have dinner. You're at Estia, weren't you? Definitely at Estia. <laughs> like if, if Estia wouldn't do any sponsorships, well, it's like, that would be the right time. <laughs> um, so <laughs> down there at Henley Beach. Anyway, so in the restaurant, sitting down, having conversations with friends, trying to, trying to, because it wasn't working very well, keep my mind off of the yeah, craziness happening. of what's happening. Even though in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh my God, is my friend going to be okay tonight? I haven't checked in, you know, all of that. Anyway, long story short, get into dinner, start eating, ordering drinks, eating. And about halfway through, I started to get really hot. Okay. To the point where my whole body was like, I had a temperature. I literally said to my girlfriends, I just need to go outside and get some air. I am overheating. I can't tell you mm. why. My body is like, am I getting sick? Like what is happening? Yeah, they're like, no worries, go outside. Now remember, it's freezing cold outside, mm. okay? And inside was a perfect temperature, but my body was just heating up. I walk outside, Cass, so I've opened the doors. <laughs> and anyone who knows what the restaurant's like, you you open like kind of these double doors to go out to the front and the front of the restaurant is essentially on the main road. And you've got Henley Square, which is a big square where there's, it's always busy. There's always people there, right? Mm. So I've walked out. I remember feeling the cool air <laughs> on my face. Mm. I've taken a few steps and then I've completely blacked out. What? Completely blacked out. I woke up. I don't know how. It must have been seconds. It wouldn't have been that long. I woke up with my face on the concrete. <gasps> And I've just woken up in pain as well. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I just remember uh, two guys came to my aid. So they've, two men are picking me up off the concrete. Are you okay? And, you know, you're a bit dizzy. You're a bit out of it. Yeah, well, you just scratched your head on concrete. You know, I turn around and the restaurant's like 20, 30 metres that way. So I'm thinking, gosh, the last thing I remember is just walking out the door, but I've somehow managed to end up halfway in the square, face down in the concrete. It's raining, by the way. Right, horrible weather. They've so I would have been up. crying at home. You would be crying. <laughs> so they've helped me up. At this point, one of my girlfriends has obviously like, "What's what are these guys doing with cats?" So she's kind of come out. What's happened? I said, "I don't know what's happened." These guys say to me, "You literally walked out the door, and then we could see that you were disorientated, and so we're watching you be disorientated." And then before we could get to you, you'd fallen. And I literally had bruising like on my nose. Yeah, that would have been my Like next everything. Question. Like my nose has actually, I reckon, like become a bit disjointed oh, since that time. Oh. Anyway, so I had bruising under my eye, like the whole thing, Cass. Anyway, after all of that, reflecting on that, I'm just like, you know what? My body yeah. had, reached, oh, had reached its peak. It's a thing. It is a thing, right? It just completely shut down. Like yeah. my body literally shut down on me. Oh, wow. So this, yeah, crazy because my I was with my god sister last night mm. and she she told me that recently. She's like, and she said, what does this mean? Mm. Her oven bulb blue. Right. Her fridge light blue. Mm-hmm. Something else in the house blue. Mm-hmm. Then she's at Kmart. And the FPOS machine doesn't work. And she's like, oh. that her husband said to her, stop touching things that are electrical. Stop. And I go, you know, 
I think the sign from that, if you look at an electrical point, you're putting in more than you're getting out. And if you're not careful, you're going to short circuit. And she's going through a bit right now as well. Yeah, right. So That's it's really, I think 100%, we always get signs. Did you get anything leading up to it or was that your sign? That was your sign. Like your body literally went, nah, done. I don't remember feeling things like because, because <laughs> actually that was pretty good. I don't remember, hmm, this was many years ago. Mm. When I say many, well, not that, not super long ago, but a good five years ago. I don't remember. All I know is that my state of mind was also very frantic. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It was, I was fight or flight mode. Yeah. That, that was what was happening there. There was uh, a we, lot of negativity running through my body. Yeah. You know, a lot of stress. Uh, you know, yeah. I like that word, stress. Maybe... But that's essentially what it was, right? Yeah. It, it was just a lot of pressure. Yeah. And feeling like I'm the only one responsible for this person. If things could go wrong. Again, anyone that's dealt with or had to watch loved ones go through that, like you know how dangerous it can be when they're in that state of mind. So you definitely feel the pressure of I've got to keep this person alive. Like I've got, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think that fight or flight was definitely just reached its pinnacle. And, and I think at that point, Cass, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. at that point where I went for dinner with my friends, it was like the first thing I had done in that month that wasn't related to the situation. Yeah. So, wow. you know, your body's actually for once maybe relaxed a tiny bit. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah, yeah, I finally yeah, I just... just settled into it and then it was like, holy moly, now my body's literally gone we got to shut down because I can't cope with this, like mm-hmm. lack of sleep, lack of, you know, not eating the right foods because yeah. you know what I mean? Absolutely. And people don't realise and we don't realise in these situations, we think, oh, our body, we can keep on going. Mm. But essentially everything to a certain point is not shutting down but to the likes of. So my massage guy, he goes, there is nothing wrong with your liver, mm. but your chakra there is blocked. Your energy yeah. there is so blocked. Yeah. So you think you're taking these liver herbs and blah, 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 which I still think are great mm. and they aid in all this thing. But he goes, you've got to actually slow down your mind so the rest of your body can catch up. And in doing so, to so to slow down, it involves breathing, yes. meditating, yes. taking time away from things that are negative. And these things happen these things can happen on a daily basis, whether it's a friend in need, like yep. you said, whether it's work-related. Things are always going to pop up, whether it's relationship, whether you lose a loved one. Things are going to mm. always pop up. But we've got to remember and connect more essentially to, to nature, to the universe. Yes. We've got to get out a bit more, not in the miserable weather, but we've got to do things like grounding and being in the moment. We've got to help ourselves, don't Correct. we? Correct. And, you know, I think one part that I'm kind of missing to the story is that back then I didn't really have boundaries with Mm. this particular friend. So I just was all in all the time. And, you know, sometimes, and maybe there's people out there that might relate to this with a friend that's going through similar things. When you are always available, Mm. people will use you for that. A hundred percent. Mental health issues or no mental health issues, they start to realise that you're the fallback. Mm-hmm. So they can run amok in their life. <laughs> yeah. No real consequences because I know she's got to catch me at the end. Yeah. And it was definitely this scenario with the friend. And after that particular episode, I decided I'm going to have a boundary up here. I love this friend, would do anything for this friend. However, it's now at the detriment of my own life. (laughs) At what point do I now have to go, you know what, I love you and I'll support you, but I I can't be all in Mm. because it's 
it's killing me, yeah. you know. And that leads me to another thing. How interesting we talk about the body and how it transmutes energy and how it, you know, signs from the universe and whatnot. So I have another friend of mine. She's a lot older than me. She had a sibling that always depended on her. And this yeah. sibling was very, uh, how do I put it? Like a good person, nothing wrong with them. However, they got so used to my friend always supporting them that any sort of crap that would go on in their life, they put it on my friend, like, you've got to help me now. You've got to help me get out of this situation. And it was like that from day dot. So my friend was almost like a, a mother figure to this sibling. Wow. Right? What's interesting is that this particular sibling, funnily enough, we talk about mental health issues, had their own mental health issues, right? Mm. And my friend of mine who was dealing with that all through life, now we're talking, she is quite a bit older than me, so we're talking a good maybe 25 years of dealing with a sibling that's had their mental health challenges. And about 10 years ago, so about 15 years into all this, my friend herself didn't have boundaries, okay? So was always there at the drop of the hat. Anytime this sibling of theirs was depressed or whatever the scenario was, she was there. She was always, always there, putting her life on hold, for that sibling, mm. right? So what ended up happening, Cass? All of a sudden, my friend gets diagnosed with breast cancer. And I remember at the time, this is this is how crazy it was, right? Because breast cancer, very common, very common cancer these days, yeah. okay? And um, I remember at the time my first thought was how ironic that my friend has cancer of the breast. And when you think about the concept it's of the breast, the not even that, but it's what feeds the baby, it's what mothers use to feed their child. You think of breast milk. And I was just like, she has looked after this sibling like it's her own child. And that cancer almost, you know what I mean, created itself in the body in that particular spot. She could have got cancer anywhere. Why was it the breast? Did it relate to everything that was happening oh, in yeah. her life? Yeah. You know, because basically she was basically looking after like the child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, I, that's not something that I shared with her at the time, but it was definitely a thought that crossed my mind. Like, is this what the universe does to us? Is this Absolutely. what our body does to us? And even ooh, on that note, I'll tell you something really interesting that I saw on TikTok. But to preface that, I found out I went to a lady, once again, just a holistic mm. mas masseuse, masseuse, yeah, yeah, you could call her, mm -hmm. and she looked up like endometriosis and cysts of the ovary, which okay. we know I've had yes. when I was 21. And she also said that they related to, now I can't actually remember what it was, but I think it was something about the relationship I was in at the time. Mm -hmm. 21, I was actually, no, I was single. No, I was in a relationship or mm. just broken up with someone. But she said it was related to certain things and also relationships that we'd had and what we expect and blah, blah, blah. So there was a certain meaning to it. I can look it up and find out and might put it on our Instagram. But it's really interesting because I saw on TikTok a lady speaking on toxicity from men saying don't sleep around with certain men and give your energy. Mm. But she also went on to say that your body will show you signs of if you are with the wrong person. Mm. From STDs to lumps and bumps yep. to I think she mentioned thrush as one. Yeah, right. She said these things, it's nothing wrong with you, like you've got the energy of someone bad. So and I believe it is very, very true. And once again, that's another sign. Mm. So I want to tell you. Mm. 
Well, I want to tell our listeners because you know the story, but I'm going to tell the story on what was probably the most scariest thing to ever happen to me. Oh, gosh. I think I remember this one. Yes. Go on. So in 2021, when I moved into my new house, I then went to the shops this one day Mm -hmm. and my mother calls me. Now, my mother is a bit of an an intuit like me, so she'll have certain dreams that are prophetic and, Mm -hmm. you know, she doesn't, to me, I can honestly have a dream and go, this is related to that. And mum does as well, but mum kind of subdues it a bit, like not suppresses it, but like she doesn't think, but she's very intuitive and has these dreams. Yes. So as you'll, we've been getting it all our life. Oh, kids, be careful today. I had a dream about this. Or kids, be careful. I've had a dream. You know, this happened. Someone lost a tooth or whatever. Okay. So I get this phone call this one morning and my mum says to me, Cassandra, where are you? And I was like, I'm at the shops. She's like, can you please be careful today? I had a dream. You got stuck in your elevator. As you know, my house is over a few levels and I've got an elevator in it. And she goes, she goes, I had a dream. You were in the elevator. You got stuck and you died. Oh, and I was like, damn, Tina, that's dramatic. I was like, (laughs) ma, it's fine. I was like, "You're, you're fine. A couple of hours later, so fast forward a couple mm-hmm. of hours later, and I'm home. Mm-hmm. And I've just put together my sunbed that arrived. Okay. And so I go to take it up the stairs to put it on my rooftop. Mm-hmm. I get it onto the rooftop, like I squeezed myself through the door, doing truth, you know, holding it, trying to keep the door open. The door slammed behind me. Mm-hmm. I leave the sunbed there. <sighs> I go to open the door to get back inside from the rooftop and I've been locked outside. Oh, God. <laughs> and, this, and this is why I've got PTSD oh, and there's a leak God. in my house and I'm like, damn you, builders. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not going to say profanities, but I, in that moment, I was just hating on the builders. I was like, if I die up on my rooftop, you guys will never give a shit. <laughs> I was so so first my my body I went love to how anger. Your first thought was like death though. Yeah. Do you think that's cause of the conversation with your mum or what? Like, well, yes, yes, yeah. In okay. that moment when my hand is on that handle, yeah, trying to open this door, I was like, oh my god, I'm going to die. My mum said I'm going to die today. Oh my god, oh my god. But and then I'm like, damn you, builder. <laughs> what would you have died of though? Like just like no food or water after like a whole week of being. Yeah. <laughs> What would it have been? Yeah, well, that's that's actually a good point. It was it was a sunny day, but my mind went to it's going to be cold tonight. Yeah, okay. and also like panic. Mode. Wait, did you have your phone with you? No. Oh, no, I God. would not have gone into that mode if oh I had my phone. So here I am, four levels high, or whatever it is. One, two, three, four, four yeah. levels high, and I'm like, stay calm, <laughs> stay calm. So then, over the railing, I start going. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Just softly. Hello. And there's no one around. Then I see a council worker yep. in a truck and his windows open a crack. So I was like, still remain calm. Don't look like an idiot, Cass. And I was like, Hello. Hello. <laughs> he goes to start his engine. So oh. I could see him start his engine. And I was just like, I went into psycho mind. I was like, <laughs> I 
And so this guy, he stops and he's like, where's that coming from? And then he sees me up top and I was like, I'm stuck, waving my arms. <laughs> and I was like, I'm in. And I'm losing breath as well. So I'm like, because I'm yelling and Anxious scared. And scared. And, oh, my gosh. And I was like, I've locked my doors locked. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways. So then what happens is one of the, what do you call it, builders, supervisors was walking around because he had other little things to fix in the other houses and whatnot. Funny about that. Uh, Yeah, funny about that, right? (laughs) Great builders. (laughs) Anyway, so he sees me up there and he's like, hey. And I was like, your freaking door locked me out. (laughs) Your door? Your door. (laughs) And he's like, and he goes to me, looks up at me and he's like, do you have a boyfriend? And I was like, what? What is? And I'm thinking, what does that have to do with anything? And I'm like, no. <laughs> what, do you want my number? Like, what do you want? Like, no, I didn't think that. And he's like, all right, well, do you have anyone you can call? And I was like, and so in that situation, yeah. I was like, yes, yes. I was like, call my mom to call Danielle to call my cleaner. Because my cleaner had the keys. My cleaner had the spare set of keys. He missed a crucial part in that, right? Oh, no. I end up, like, yelling out my mum's number to him because I didn't know, although me and Danny have been friends for over 20 years, I don't know her number (laughs) off by There's only two people. I don't even know Charlie's number off by heart. There's only two people that I know their numbers. It's mum and dad because when you're young you have to remember them. Like the generation we kind of grew up in, you have to remember that. So I yelled out mum's number. He comes back five minutes later. Now, meanwhile, there's a couple of other council workers standing down there keeping me company. You, they're like, you all right? And they're like, are you on that reality TV show? I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I was like, how do you, how do you know that? I am four floors up. And they're like, what was the guy like? I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, any word on my mum? <laughs> the builder comes back and he's like, yeah, your mum your didn't have her number. What do you mean? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, no, she didn't have a number. I was like, no, my pastor called Danielle. She has to call Danielle to call my cleaner. Sorry, and in my mind I'm like, oh, my gosh, you have just stressed my mum out. I could imagine. Right? Anyways, so then it happened. Mum ended up getting in touch with Danielle. Danielle. Yeah contacted the cleaner. my cleaner or Danielle gave mum the number and then she came and she came to my rescue. Oh, so goodness. I was stuck up there a couple of hours, yeah. right? But my poor mum, like Danielle told me that mum had, because my mum will never own up to it herself. So she's, she, she's like, you're out? Okay, good, good. She'd been crying. Aww. So she'd rang Danielle upset because something's on the roof. Oh. Because she'd had that dream, so she she's a little worried. Well, I'd probably get it from her, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, was upset. Okay, so that's part one. Mm-hmm. Part mm. one. Part two. A couple of days later, I remember it was Mother's Day, I went to go into my bathroom. Mm-hmm. Door was locked. I was like, what the fuck? And to get in. Door to get locked. in. Yeah. And immediately tears came to my eyes immediately, just just immediately, like, what is going on? How did that happen? And it was sorted in a matter of seconds. I grabbed a hair clip, went and unlocked it. And I was like, that's so bizarre though. Mm. Like, how did that happen? So that was number two. 
Now, also, previous to the rooftop, there'd been a, there's a gate, like my side gate where I keep my bins. One windy day I'd put my bins in and that had even flung flung past its lock so it was metal on metal. Right. So it was jammed so I couldn't – that was another situation that had ha- probably happened two weeks before the rooftop. Mm. So really we're about to get to part four of this. Okay. So there were now three situations of being locked into spaces. And that one I think I used sheer force to manoeuvre it and then my neighbour tried to fix the lock afterwards. Okay, so then the following week, so this was all happening within a, yeah, the the last three situations happened within two weeks of each other. Mm. I'm in Melbourne. Okay. Now, in Melbourne, I had renovated the studio to have, because it had multiple rooms, and I stayed in one of the rooms. Like, downstairs was, like, for consulting, and then up the split level, I had set up a room that I would stay in, which was perfect. So when I would go to Melbourne, I didn't need to sort out accommodation. I would go straight there, and then my room was all set up there. And I'd renovated it during COVID, not personally, but I'd hired people to renovate it, renovate it, put a shower in. Great. Perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. So this one night my friends from Adelaide were down and we went to the Crown and my night ended probably at about 11 o'clock, something Mm -hmm. like that. Came back to the studio, went to have a shower and I've got my phone in my hand and I'm watching a YouTube video, watching it, watching it. And I remember as I went into the bathroom, I was like, oh, my battery is low. I'm just going to set this down. Should I keep it playing? Nah, I'm not going to hear it in the shower. So I'll just pause it and resume once I get out of the shower. Sure. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Come out of the shower. It was cold. Melbourne's notorious for being freezing, even though it was June. But hey, I get out. The fan's on. I'm in my towel. I grab my phone. I go to open the door. Oh, dear. And the drawer... In the other room, so in the other section of the bathroom. Okay. Had opened. Okay. Jamming my way out. So it meant that the so door the... opened one inch. And oh, the drawer Because the drawer open. on the other side is preventing it from opening. Correct. Oh. And that was, I can honestly say, I think the scariest moment of my life because oh. I'm in this two by four room. With a shower, a basin, a toilet, a fan and bright lights on, like the heat lights were on, and I just thought, yeah, I'm going to have a panic attack. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I tried jamming my hand out of that. wasn't working. Bruised my hand because yeah. my hand wouldn't get very far. I started body slamming the door. Mm. Like I went into severe panic mode. Yeah. There was no part of me right there because I – I've got my senses about me and I'm like, just stay calm, Cass, just stay calm. Mm. Now, a really interesting part to this story was that day I had a new employee that I was training up Mm -hmm. and I said to her that day, I'll give you your keys uh, tomorrow. And then I something in my mind went, no, I'll give them to her today. And Mm -hmm. I said, no, you know what, I'll give them to you today. She conveniently lived, and I believe things happen for a reason. Like, why did I hire her that lived on the same street as mm, as the studio? As the studio. So I went to call her. It's like eleven thirty at night or something like that, and she obviously didn't answer. And I was like, okay, shit. Then I tried to FaceTime a friend. No answer. I don't know why I tried to do that with low battery, but anyways, I thought, okay, she'll calm me down. She'll call someone. Yes. She'll. She didn't answer. And I was like, oh, my God. So I rang triple zero. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, I'm stuck. This is the address. I'm stuck in a bathroom. And they asked me, is there any threat to life or property? And I was like, well, no, but I think I'm going to have a panic attack. Like, is that a threat? Because I feel like I'm, I'm going to die in here if someone doesn't come. Yes. So she's getting all my details down. Yeah. And my battery is obviously probably on 6% at that point. Oh, gosh. And I've told her, look, my battery's low. Like, this is going to have to, you know, be sorted out quickly. If it dies, you know, the address, please mm. come help me. And I just thought there's no way I'm going to wait until the next morning for my employee to come unlock the doors. You know, I'm, I'm going to be a goner by then just from hyperventilating. And my employee messages me and she goes, hey, did you pocket dial me? And I, I literally, my response, battery low, locked in bathroom, can you come? I, it's so fast. Can you come? Like me still being polite, can you come? No. <laughs> can you? Is that okay? <laughs> it's like midnight. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's like, I'm on the way. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, yeah. So she come and she saved me. She was literally, I couldn't have been more grateful. So then we're sitting by the heater and we're trying to figure out what is happening in my life mm. that these occurrences keep happening. Yeah, you're getting locked in, locked out. Correct, mm. correct. And I ring my parents the next day and I'm on FaceTime with them and they are freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, is, this, is there a – like what is it? Is it a ghost following me? Is something playing tricks on me? What is happening? Why is this happening? Never ever happened before in my life. Why am I getting? And my mind is like fearful of the next time. So of course. You, you experience something like that and now I'm just like, I don't want to be around doors, mm. you know. Mm. And so the next night I'm catching up with a friend for dinner and she's like, you need to call my kinesiologist. Mm -hmm. You know, I've told her the story and she's like, you need. And I'm like, what, is, what does a kinesiologist do? She's like, it's hard to explain. He'll do it remotely because he lives in Queensland. She goes, just speak to him and blah, blah, blah. I make the appointment with the guy. So the next week I call him up and he's like, anything you want to work on? And I'm like, well, I keep getting locked into spaces, so I'd like to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay. And so we booked the time mm. and we book it, I think it was for like 1 p.m. on a Friday, my day's off. Mm -hmm. And and I go, hey, if I don't answer your phone call, I'm probably locked in a room somewhere. He <laughs> 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 was like, all right, no worries. So then when we have the phone call, he it's he's the most interesting and profound different things always happen after I speak to him. Like I love speaking to this guy. So I've had multiple appointments since then and like the most random and interesting universe sign things will happen following my appointments with him. But basically what he did was he collapsed those he said it's related to this and you've got a fear of this and when your mum was this age, this happened, you know. And I asked mum, I said, did something happen when you were 10? And she said, yeah, my head was held down underwater. Wow. Yeah, by a kid at school, which has led to my mum's, you know, anxious nature and also that fear of getting her face and hair wet when she's in the shower. For so many years when I grew up with her, she would have to wash her hair in the laundry basin. And, yeah, and so... He had thought of something else that might not thought of it. He, he had listed something else that had happened on my dad's side. So he listed a few things. He put it down to a few things within me that I was blocked, areas that I was blocked in. Right. And he collapsed it in my system. He said, I'm going to collapse it in your system. And guys, don't ask me how that works because I can't. 
tell you. I was like, cool. There were moments where he was telling me what I needed in my body for health. And I was like, do I need to? He goes, what herbs are you taking? And I'm like, oh, I'm taking this and that. And he goes, okay, let me just see. And I was like, do you need me to stand near my drawer of herbs? He's like, no. Oh. And I was like, this is so bizarre. And he even said to me, he goes, okay, so you've got medical mediums liver rescue book. And I was like, Yes, I do. How does he know that? Yeah, and a lot of people when I told them the story, they're like, is he a medium? And I'm like, I don't think so. I think it's just all kinesiology-based. And I've spoken to you about this and on the podcast before. It's within the your system where you can ask it a question and mm -hmm. your body will show weakness or positivity to the question or the product, you know, if it's a herb mm -hmm. I've got in my hand, whether it's weak or good for the body. Yes. So he does that remotely. So it's like a it's muscle crazy. testing thing. So that was, yeah, literally the scariest experience I've ever had, but it related back to things. And something else I did in that situation was I removed a guy that I had a crush on. I removed him from my social media. Right. I unfollowed him and I removed him as a follower. Okay. I think at that time, and my kinesiologist said it, I wasn't, and obviously my massage guy has said it recently as well, mm. that I wasn't being present enough. So my mind is always go, go, go because of work, because of personal life. I've got my R&R &R days, but they have become very busy days. Mm. And the fact of not being present enough just creates this kind of anxiousness and my mind was always on this crush like oh if I go to Melbourne am I going to see him mm. is he gonna you know sometimes I would sometimes I wouldn't see him mm. and so what I did was yeah I pulled him from my mental space mm. essentially so from removing him on social media I just went I don't want to see anything you do anymore I don't want to see that you've seen what I'm doing yeah I don't want to give you options to breadcrumb me and go and put fire on my pictures but then I'm never kind of seeing you because I was interested in this guy I thought mm. he was cute blah 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 so I pulled him and then obviously saw my kinesiologist and things obviously it never happened again mm. it didn't happen again so that's really interesting it was a very interesting and scary couple of weeks point in my life it was yeah it was freaky wow. it was freaking freaky so there's I think there's always signs in things definitely and, you know even last year when Charlie and I got together or started spending more time together he said he'd been at a funeral because his mate had died in a bike accident wow and him and I that day, you know, we're doing Mount Lofty and he's like, you know, he goes, if I was ever in some kind of, you know, he goes, I would, I'd want you to leave, you know, I wouldn't want you to stick around if I was, you know, anyways, I'm not going to even speak those words. And then a couple of days later, my friend calls me. Mm. She's been in a car accident. Wow. And at that moment I went, uh-oh, 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 this is another sign. Something's trying to, okay. Do I have to be careful in my car? How can I be more careful in my car? Mm. I go, this, this, I'm going to hear something else. I just knew it. Mm. I innately knew that that was not the last. Then, unfortunately, a friend of mine, her partner, she was living in, in an overseas. Mm. He got hit by a car and now he's in a wheelchair. Wow. Wow. And that was 
like the third thing and I was like, far out. But why, to me, it was kind of like, why am I being shown these things? It's just like, oh, Cass, prepare yourself, something else. You're going to get news of something mm. else. It's, yeah. And they say things do come in threes, not that I really do believe mm. in that. but Oh, I believe in that. I can be I can be a little bit superstitious sometimes. I don't know. It I, is a I, universal number, actually three. So it well, I've just found that things come in threes when it comes to life or death. So when wow. I hear that someone's pregnant, I'll always hear another two people are pregnant after that. Wow. Thing, so yeah, within a really short period of time. There you go. I've really never short. taken notice of oh that. My God. So even, now I will. Even to the point, like my sister's currently pregnant. She's pregnant with her she's third. She's having triplets. She's, oh, my gosh. Oh, she, there you go. She's pregnant with her third. With her third. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, she's due in October. And after we found out that she was pregnant, it was literally like two other women that we know, pregnant, due in October. Wow. Yeah. So wow. it's just, it, but it's always gone that way. I've always noticed that. And unfortunately, the same for death. Like mm-hmm. I hear of someone passing that we might know, might be close, might not. And then all of a sudden, another two mm-hmm. in the space of a few weeks. Like it all happens collectively it's it's really you know and maybe because I and not that I believe in it but I'm aware of it that it becomes a thing you know maybe if I was never aware of things coming in threes I wouldn't think twice but it would still be happening does that make yeah, sense? Yeah absolutely which yeah. is probably I've probably just never been aware of it yeah. Super interesting like those sorts of things but yeah like oh signs are I think signs are really cool though like as scary as that was for you it's oh. kind of like think of the concept of a locked door like the universe doesn't want you to go back into that. Whatever it is that you walked away from, they don't want you to go back into it. Now, I don't mean, you know, when you were stuck on the rooftop, I don't mean that in a sense of they didn't want you to go back in the house. But you think about when you go forward into a space, so you went to the rooftop, okay? You walked into the rooftop, open air, it was probably a really nice day and you close the door behind you and it locks. That to me is like symbolism of like, don't go back there. Like you need something here on this platform, stay present in this moment, don't go back. And maybe it related to that guy that you said you had to shut out because it's like you kept going back to him. Yeah. You know, you kept going back. Anytime he talked to you, you, you're like answering straight away or whatever the uh, situation was, you were allowing him access to you even though it wasn't really happening in the reverse. So maybe that, you know, door locking concept was more like stop going back Or shut him out. Shut him out. Like just, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, no, truly, truly that is symbolism. And also like if you're not going to be present, Cassandra, we're going to do something to make you present. Oh, my God. Okay, so that one is like your spot on there. Okay, so I think about that even when it comes to illness, mm. all right, mm. and and not even catastrophic illness. I mean even viruses. So you know me, Cass, the last month, I don't know what the hell has happened, but I've been sick every week. There's been some virus, some, like, it's gone from one thing to another to another to another. I got to a point, I think today when I literally walked into your house to record today, I was like, Cass, I woke up today with no voice, right? Mm. <laughs> How can you wake up on the day of recording a podcast with no voice? voice? I was like, well, too bad. My voice needs to come back. And you could probably hear it in my voice mm. a little bit, right? Mm. Like, it needs to come back, you know, honey tea, like get this going. You know, I need to be able to speak today, right? Mm. But when I think about the last six weeks of my life, I have had no downtime. Mm. I have not made any time for myself. I have not made any time to be present. It's just been go, go, go. And life gets like that, right? We all get into little situations where it's just busy and it requires a lot more of your energy than usual. That's where I've been. And I think my body is literally saying, just stop. Because the only way I actually stop is when I'm sick because I physically can't Can't go to that place. hundred percent. You know? So you need to honestly stop. Otherwise, you're going to keep getting 
sick. And what about the signs that your mind gives you as well? So I had a scenario the week before last where I was due to go for a work dinner. So we're having like our end of financial year work dinner, right? And as soon as I heard about the dinner, it's so interesting when you think about the first thought, intuition, right? As soon as I heard about the dinner, I thought to myself, oh, like, I love the people I work with. I really, really do. And I enjoy the social aspect of it. However, I just need a night off. And I knew that that night, Rosario was going to be sleeping at my parents' house. So I knew that that night was my night. And I had planned on just chilling out. Okay. So when this dinner popped up, I was like, damn, like, yeah, I'm going to go to the dinner. But oh, I really want to stay home because I just want to relax. I need to relax. I can't have another late night. You know, all these thoughts in my mind, but whatever. Yep. RSVP, I'll be there. Well, what happens to me on the day of the dinner, which happened to be also two days before we were meant to be doing our podcast recording that we had to cancel because I was unwell. On that Thursday, so dinner's Thursday night, I literally messaged one of the girls from work, dinner still on tonight, like confirming. She's like, yeah, yeah, all, all happening. See you at seven. Yep. See you at seven. I put down my phone. All of a sudden I start to get body aches and I'm like, oh, this is a bit odd. Yeah. Don't think much of it. Carry on with my day. Go to my appointments. Do what I need to do. I think but, I remember this. Yes. Yeah. I got out of one appointment and I was like, I actually can't walk. I don't know how I'm going to walk to my car. It was, you know, when you get the flu. Yeah. That sort of a body ache, right? And I literally had to message my friends and message my boss like, love you guys, but I can't be there. I don't know what's come over me. Mm. If I look at that cast, that lasted for two days into the weekend, right? By Sunday, I was feeling normal again. And if you really look at it for what it was, I knew, my body knew that I needed rest. My body literally, like the Can second- you start listening to your intuition or Do you know what? what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what it comes down to. You I just, should have just said, look, I'd love to be there, but not this time, can't make yeah. it work. I should have put myself first. Oh, 100%. But I didn't. And then yeah. what happened? Well, your mind and body found a way to yeah. make sure that you stayed home. <laughs> that's really <laughs> interesting. So if you look at the two of us, so- You've just said that situation. And basically, you need to slow down and take time to yourself. Yes. Me, I take time to myself, but I'm not present in my thoughts. So Mm. I'm thinking about work and I'm – So I don't actually – I don't get sick often. I think the last was our live event when I had no voice. Yes. But my mind is constantly on things and what that does create is blockages in your body. Yes. When you're not taking time to just – Everyone driving into work, do it with me now. Breathe in. <laughs> Breathe out. You know, you just need time to yes. take a breath. I hope everyone did that. I probably really needed it. <laughs> but the universe has a way of showing you. Yeah, and your body Truly. has a way of showing you. And the minute you plant the seed in your mind, mm. like, oh, I'm a bit tired. I prefer to stay home. It's interesting how the world will then make sure you stay home. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So. And I think sometimes things people say as well. Yeah. So you know how you get little markers? You'll notice that some people might say the same thing and you're like, hold on. Three people have said that to me in the same week. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to do something about this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's always going to be little markers, I think, and also what's happening with people around you. Like if someone is sick around you, is that also a reflection like, Cass, take a breath? Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Before this happens to you. Yeah. So, so, so interesting. I've loved this uh, chat today. Yeah, same. I wonder if anyone else has had these situations and please DM us if so. I would yes. actually love to hear them. Maybe we'll put something 
out to question box or yeah, not a question idea. box no, but a little well, is it a question box where they can write their thing anyways so. maybe we'll do something like that and then you can tell us all your science stories and then we'll see if we can relate yeah that yeah. sounds really good and for those listening if you enjoyed this episode and you're listening on spotify please rate the show five stars would be lovely yeah. <laughs> please rate it and also on apple and all the other programs i think there's reviews and things you can leave so we would love if you could please 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 do that for us because it just shows it basically lets us know that you're enjoying what we're doing and if we don't get the five stars we know that you're not so we need to change something (laughs) so feedback is always great absolutely thank you so much for listening and we look forward to chatting to you next time bye guys bye